message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. I want us to look at one aspect of marriage that is very basic, that is very important. And I have titled this message, The Essence of Marriage. What makes marriage tick? The substance that makes marriage a marriage before God. And I want to read from Genesis and chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. Verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen. We see God crowning the creation process with the creation of the best of his creation. The creation of himself, as it were. Man is the container of God. That is why God said, let us create man in our image and after our likeness. God, as it were, reproduced himself in man. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, we are told, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, God created man. Male and female, God created man. So in the male and in the female coming together, we see the continuation of the presence of God. God, as it were, created man in order to perpetuate himself. That is why in verse 28, he said, be fruitful. The life of man is lived at its best when he reproduces God times and times over. The image and the nature of God are to be duplicated, multiplied over through the male and the female coming together. So we see the mind of God. Why he created them male and female. In 1st John chapter 4, I want you to know one basic nature of God. That which he wants man to continue to reproduce. And I want to read from the amplified version of the Bible. Verse 7. Beloved. 
let us love one another for love is love springs from God and he who loves that is any man who loves his fellow man is begotten of God and is coming progressively understand God any man who loves his fellow man and is coming that is progressively to know and understand God to know and to understand God is to perceive and recognize God and get a better and clearer knowledge of him any man who loves his fellow man if we claim to be born of God born of the Spirit of God then this basic nature of God is in us the basic nature of love as it is found in verse 8 of first John chapter 4 he who does not love has not become acquainted with God that is he does not and he never did know God why because God is love if there is any of us here claiming that we are born of God if there is any of us here claiming that we are born again by the Spirit of God then the Spirit of God is love and so everyone who claims to be born of God has the love of God the God kind of love in him and in verse 7 he says if any man does not love his fellow man then he cannot say that he is born of God so the test of the life of God that you claim to have is found in how you relate with your fellow man the test of the life of God in you is not found in the number of times you come to church the test of the life of God in you is not found in how zealous you are in the house of God the test of the life of God in you is not found even in how frequent you are able to quote scriptures the test of the life of God which you claim you have is found in how you relate with your fellow man the relationship between you and another person born of God determines whether you have any relationship with God amen so you cannot claim that you have any meaningful relationship with God if you cannot express that God kind of love towards your fellow man so bringing this back to marriage we have said the three principal personalities in a marriage are number one
God, number two, the male, number three, the female. So in a marriage, if God is to be found in the marriage, it is seen at the level of the relationship between the man and the woman. Praise God. That is where we see whether there is God in the lives of any of the two parties. First John chapter 4 verse 20. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother in Christ, he is a liar. He is what? He is what? If anyone says he loves God, but he does not have that same affection towards his fellow brother. I'm not even talking about husband and wife. I'm talking about two people that claim to be Christians. If there is no such affection, the God kind of love expressed between the two of them, the claim of that person that he loves God is a lie. That is straight. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? So the expression of love that we have for God is found in the relationship between two people that claim to love God. How spiritual you are, how knowledgeable you are in the things of God, they are all tested at the level of your relationship with your fellow man. If we have an understanding of this, it will help us know what marriage is all about. The scripture says, male and female, God created them. He created the male and the female with this essential quality. God is love. So, when God put the man and the woman together, the God kind of love is in the man, the God kind of love is in the woman, and they are to express it. And so God now brought them together so that they can reproduce this kind of love and let it fill the earth. The reason why God brought male and female together and put them through the marriage ordinance. In Genesis chapter 2, we are told, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife, and the two of them shall become one. That is the marriage ordinance. They enter into that covenant of marriage in order to protect the love of God, give it an external protective covering 
so that they can nurture, so that they can develop, so that they can perpetuate that love of God. Amen. When we talk about marriage, we are talking about the male and the female entering into this divine covenant in order to first the first essence of marriage is to give protection to the god kind of love that is why god does not expect that a person that has the god kind of love in him or in her to be associated in marriage with a person who does not have because the two cannot dwell together that is why he took us through second corinthians 6 verse 14 to 18 he says what has light got to do with darkness what has a believer got to do with an unbeliever therefore come out from amongst them separate yourself i will be your god god is jealous about his spirit and he causes two of his children that carry that same spirit to enter into the covenant of marriage in order to first and foremost protect that love and then to nurture that love so that it will grow so as to develop and then so as to reproduce praise the lord marriage is instituted first to protect marriage is a protective device love is so tender love is so fragile love is breakable and so god builds a protective casing around it listen the head is very very bony i don't know whether it is metal or stony but it is bony this hard case what is it made of bone right the skull very very bony if i knock you it won't enter the things that are inside god put a very very sensitive fragile aspect of man inside the skull what is it the brain it is out of the brain that the processes of life take place and so god now takes it very fragile very essential very needful and he puts it inside this bony casing why because he gives it that protection the heart pumps the blood and we are told that the life of the animal is in the blood is that not so all right the heart is another very sensitive very essential aspect of man and so god now builds this bony casing called what the ribs to protect the heart anything that is very essential look at the flower rose i think we've all seen the flower rose it gives out a very sweet fragrance it freshens up it has the power to calm down when you take in the sweet fragrance of the flower rose it has the calming and the cooling effect upon man and so because of its essence 
when the flower rose is growing it has what around it thorns so that ordinary anybody anywhere won't just go and no 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 god builds a protection around that flower rose by putting around it so many thorns so that when you are going to pluck a flower rose you go with your mind you know it's not like contemporary you go with your mind and then you carefully pick it up why because of its essence to life the same way the nature of god the love of god it's so tender essential and so between the two people that possess it god now builds a protective cover around it so that there will be security for love in that casing called marriage love then begins to grow when we were in the villages and we were planting kokoyama at the back of our houses when you plant all of such things maybe orange or something you know we put sticks around it to protect it from the goats otherwise the goat will just come and eat everything you have planted all right so that is how we ought to see the covenant of marriage we enter into marriage first and foremost because we express the love of god and because there is the love of god in the man because there is the love of god in the woman we enter into this union build the cage round about us that cage is called the cage of what marriage and so there is the protection needed for the nurturing for the development and for the perpetuation of love if there is no love then marriage contracted is going to be plenty of bondage if there is no love between the male and the female then there is no point entering into marriage because the marriage is there essentially to guard what is inside if there is nothing inside then the man and the woman are going to tear at each other bite each other back at each other do all sorts of things because it's like you are contained you are confined you don't have your freedom you don't have your liberty anymore and you want to do things you cannot do things you are contained here if there is no love in a marriage that marriage is doomed to collapse praise the lord hallelujah so please understand that marriage is contracted first to protect two to nurture three to develop four to perpetuate the seed of love that is why in malachi chapter 2 verse 15 god says be mindful of the wife of your youth because god seeks a godly seed out of that marriage remember that which is not godly cannot produce a godly seed you get the point if the man and the woman 
are not godly you won't get any godly offspring from them will you no like begets like uh-huh that's what malachi 2 15 but did he not make them one having a remnant of his spirit and why one because he seeks godly offspring all right it is because of his spirit that is in there that is in there that is why he is looking for a godly offspring so that there will be a reproduction of that spirit of god listen any marriage contracted that there is no expression of love that marriage won't stand probably in the eyes of god it is not even a marriage because marriage is instituted to protect to nurture to develop to perpetuate the seed of love praise the lord amen praise the lord marriage is contracted when the seed of love is found between the man and the woman the male and the female it is only when that spirit is there when that seed of love is there that marriage becomes essential and it, it is out of such a coming together that there is the godly offspring if there is no love marriage is bondage amen those of you that are not yet married and are seeking to enter into marriage you know <laughs> so many people are scared of marriage in fact in the world they call it a necessary evil it is because the essence of marriage has been taken out now people come together male female come together for various reasons some people enter into marriage simply because they want to increase their economic base a young man is working he's earning 500 ghana cities a month he wants to marry a young lady that is earning 500 cities a month so that between them they have 1000 ghana cities to live on that's all that is that is what is driving so many people into marriage so that they can have more money for us to chop that's all listen two people come together they have children and all of that and then they abandon the children and then the man must go to work pursuing money the woman must go to work pursuing money and then they go and look for one house help who doesn't care she too is looking for money sometimes some couples think that let's get a house help to come and take care of the chores in the house we go pursuing the money. that person you are bringing to do that you think it's a chores he is coming to do no she too is looking for money yes so she comes and then you say i will give you 40 cds you see because i will give you a place to sleep i will give you food to eat i will give you clothes to wear i will he doesn't care she's looking for money and so all the things you will ask her to do she will not do and then she will be complaining and complaining and complaining but she will eat your food complaining and complaining the money you think this work is a small work i'm taking care of your children you you sleep in the night and you produce children and you think it is me that you should come in and be doing this and so the child won't bath food you have bought for the child she will eat half let's understand the solution to marriage problems is not the bringing in of a house help that one has its own story praise god the love between the man and the woman that is the most essential thing aspect of the marriage 
If it is not there, forget it. If it is not there, the man and the woman will be rubbing at each other in the wrong places. Instead of complimenting one another, there will be the bringing down of one another. Instead of coming together to raise godly offspring, you will find two people inside one marriage. The man is living his life, the woman is living her life. And if there are children there, the children also live their life. There is something that brings about togetherness. There is something that brings about the possibility of the two becoming one. Hear me. When you enter into marriage, the Bible does not say that the moment you are married, you are one. No. The moment you are married, you are separated. You are not on the general market. That is why you put a ring to let everybody outside know that I am out of the market. So when you are looking, don't look at me. I'm not available. Those are some of the physical expressions of the marriage ring. I'm not available. I am already inside somewhere. So the ring gives you a protective cover. The ring makes you stand out, separated. The scriptural word is consecrated. You are separated. You are not available. Let no man look at you. If any man looks at you and looks at you with that kind of mind, the Bible says he is sinning. You get the point? Why? You are set aside. You are set aside for a purpose. You are set aside so that together with your spouse, you can draw a program of becoming one. And they too shall become. It is a process. And it requires that the two of you work. One issue with Christian marriages. The two believers think that, oh, because my husband is a Christian. And then the husband also thinks, because my wife is a Christian. We assume that everything will be okay. And so there is no coming together. There is no working together. There is no talking together. There is no thinking together. There is no planning together. There is no doing things together. And yet you want to stick together. That is why there are so many problems in Christian marriages when it comes to sex. Right? The women are always looking at their husbands as beasts. That are always, yeah, he's coming, oh, he's coming to jump on me. He's coming to jump on me. And then in five minutes, then he sits down, look at him. You need to see the expressions on the faces of such wives when they look at the log lying down there. And he calls himself a man. And he says he loves me. Just, you know why? There is no talking together. There is no thinking together. There is no planning together. There is no walking together. But you want to sex together. Habba. And they too shall become one. Now you are separated so that you can work out your own salvation. So that you can work out your own marriage. So that you can work out your own happiness. So that you can work out your own strength. Your own confidence. Your own whatever that you want your marriage to become. You have to work it out. Look at our African setting here. Do you know we always prepare. And some ladies can prepare for three years. Saving money, making contacts, doing things. Prepare only for the wedding ceremony. 
they can prepare for three years putting money aside buying ring some can shop for ring and for wedding dress six months when they know the price then they go and begin to get ready and then they will carefully select the people that will follow them the maids and the attire I mean so much time goes into that and so on the wedding day everything goes beautiful but never never is there any planning for the marriage itself they are always planning for marriage ceremony they are never planning for the marriage and so they will do a very big ceremony invite dignitaries make them eat make them drink give them takeaway to go to their homes give them souvenir give them everything and then everybody will go wow that was a krabeshe marriage three months after that you know what happens <laughs> That is one major problem of Christian marriages. Please take note. Don't prepare for your wedding ceremony. Prepare for your marriage. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't forget marriage is instituted to do what? To protect, to nurture, to develop, and then to perpetuate the seed of love never enter into a marriage if there is no love between the man and the woman never otherwise you will put a cage on your neck love is not sex i'm going to show you what love is praise the lord if a marriage will work it will work because there is love if there is no love marriage won't work marriage is not a magic thing you know sometimes in marriage the lady will remind the man don't forget uh you're married though so don't you haven't you seen so many married men going outside looking for other women so many married women resigned in life to what can i do if it were not for these children i would have gone long time ago or some of them closed their eyes their children or no children he's boring his life let me also bore my life if there is no love marriage is a necessary physical bondage avoid it praise god thank you for listening to this sermon by bishop george ajuman we hope you have been blessed to get more of this podcast log on to our website www.winnersghana.org you can also follow his handle at bishop george ajuman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.